Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new movie from our Mother's Giants collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And this week, we didn't pick this movie at random. Violet. I, I picked it. Got to pick it. And what movie did we watch? We watched Red Sparrow. And why did you pick this DVD? Because I really wanted to re-watch it. I've seen it once, and I wanted to rewatch all the things that I missed. Did you watch it in the theaters or no? No, I watched it. It was on Netflix. Okay. It, like, I do came, remember that. It came up and they were promoting it. And I was like, no, why not? And you only watched it once? You only I watched it once and I thought, hmm, I literally could hit play again and rewatch that, but I have to go to sleep. And then I didn't think about it. And it's been really bothering me for, I don't know, two years, three years. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember when you were talking about picking this film that we were going to watch, there was a short list. So there are other contenders up against this. Yes. But you ultimately chose this one. I'm not going to ask you what your other contenders were because in 60 more episodes, you can probably choose the other one. But was there a specific like feeling that you were going for or all of a sudden you're like, no, I, I need to get this out of the way? I had the other ones and they're just like general favorites of mine. And I'm I'm thinking, well, I've, I've already seen that one multiple times. I don't need to rewatch it just yet. Or like, I know it's going to happen. Whereas this one, I've only seen the one time and I've wanted to watch it again. So my, my, I, I don't think I'd want to sit around and wait for it to be randomly pulled. I, I, I want to see it. So that's why I picked it. I don't, the thing is, I don't think I could wait 20 years for to watch it and it's also not something that I'm going to watch and then in this 20 year span watch for a third time gotcha fair enough I had never seen this film before when you mentioned it I knew immediately that it was Jennifer Lawrence and I knew it had it was a darker film than what she was typically known for doing like I just knew it wasn't a kid film no goodness yes and besides that I didn't really know anything about this. I may have seen trailers on Netflix for it, but it never grabbed my attention where I wanted to sit down and watch a movie. I'm also realizing, too, that during a certain period of my life, I wasn't interested in watching movies on Netflix. And it was because I think being in school, you're looking for that episodic of I'm in school doing this long, hard thing. I want that series to be with me as I'm going through this. Yes. Yeah. I'm really now regretting not asking dad and mom where they saw this movie or if they watched it together. Uh, okay. No, I know that they've watched it and they watched it together because when I first watched it, I was like, mom, I just watched a really interesting film or something that I really enjoyed watching. And she's like, oh, we own that. I was like, oh, and she's, we watched that. So this is why this is an open DVD. They watched it together on DVD. On the bus? They used to take DVDs on the bus with them. Could have been on the bus, but I think it was here. You think it was here? That yeah. also is like potentially what it was. Dad didn't really remember this film besides the fact that it being really good. And because he asked me, he's like, oh, how was it? And I was like, it was brutal. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, what? I don't remember it being this brutal. I, Genuinely. I, <laughs> I, I feel I'm very sorry. Every time something was happening, I was like, oh, I was like, I know what's about to happen. I was like, oh, I let her. I'm, I feel so bad right now as it's going on. I was like, okay, oopsies. But he, he was like, what about it is brutal. Oh gosh. And it's, I was, 
mom's like, um, well, there's some sexually explicit things. It was like the rape scenes, the torture scenes, the just the convoluted of everything that's happening of the tour. Like yeah. just the graphicness obviously really got to me. And I was. Yeah, you found no, something. Okay, so I actually remember the reason why I watched this movie. I had no idea it existed. Um, and I, I saw Netflix promote it to me. And I thought, okay, meh, whatever. But then I watched a YouTube video of the ballerina who is Jennifer Lawrence's body double. And it's, it's I guess she's a, she's a very famous, I think American um, dancer. And she was just going through ballet scenes in films. And she was like exp- walking you through them, what they're doing. Is this, is this like accurate of what you would see in a performance? Um, and this movie came up and she was like, oh, actually I was the body double for this. And she explained everything. Um, and it was really fascinating. I was like, I had no idea this movie even existed. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like, uh, when Vogue does their yeah. celebrities These, of like, you're walking past your 10 looks yes. sort of thing on YouTube. Yeah. And it was just promoted to me and I watched it. I don't remember when or why or how, but I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And I, I thought it was really cool, um, to see an expert in their field talk about their profession their profession being um put into like hollywood into into movies yeah because you always hear about when something specific lands in a movie and you're an expert and you think that's not quite how it works well yeah and that's like the sport that i did is very unique um and every time i see it in film i'm like mm, okay cool so when I saw it again on Netflix, I was like, ooh, I actually really want to watch this because it looks interesting. Gotcha. So, so as you had mentioned, it's not a rap DVD. No. Yeah, again, I'm assuming that's where they watched it or at home. Mm-hmm. So they've watched it together. And it was definitely widescreen because we're in the era of no more full screen being available on sale oh, for yeah. DVDs. It was released in March of 2018. This came after Jennifer Lawrence's final film for the Hunger Games series. And it didn't do nearly as well as I guess the studios had hoped for. Oh, really? Yeah. The budget was 69 million and gross worldwide was 151 million. Hmm. Yeah, I think it definitely needed to hit. It needed another hundred million in order to for it to be successful. I didn't even know when this movie came out. Like I had no idea it even existed until I saw it on Netflix. Yeah, and had I, you? Yeah, had you ever heard of it? Hard to say. Again, twenty eighteen. What was I doing? Like no cable again. It's also R rated. Yes, and a lot of Jennifer Lawrence's fans at that time are Hunger Games ages they're not my they might not be 18 yet yes but funnish fact but not really fun fact but i guess i will argue counter argue that in the uk the film edited certain stuff out in order to get a 15 rating oh so in the uk there's that so then you are still trying to open up a little bit yeah yeah and i'm also wondering if planes showed the 15 rated version because i do know that some planes 
some airlines will edit out certain scenes in order to make the film appear. Yeah. Age appropriate or more age appropriate. Yeah. I realized I didn't really finish my sentence. That's okay. I watched the bonus feature and there wasn't a lot. There was only two bonus features. One of them was the deleted scenes and it was narrated by the director, Francis Lawrence, not related to Jennifer Lawrence. I have to say, I enjoy watching the deleted scenes when it is narrated by the director or someone who's closely related to the film because they give a great explanation as to why certain scenes were dropped rather than just watching them and being like, oh, like this would have added value. But then as they're explaining why it hit the cutting room floor, you're like, oh, okay, I definitely understand your artistic point of view and why certain things and certain decisions were made. Hmm. It's 12 minutes long with the deleted scenes. And I picked out three of my favorite. Well, I say favorite as in I feel as though they could have been left in the film, but I see the reason why they were removed. The first one was the scene showing her being fired from the Bolshoi after her accident. And so it's Jennifer Lawrence or Dominica arriving to the Bolshoi. And she's kind of being gossiped about behind her back and she meets the director, I guess is what you would. Anyways, she gets let go. There's this conversation that happens and they're all kind of watching her and staring at her as she like leaves. And the director even commented on how difficult the scene was to get rid of because they found this beautiful space to film in and it was stunning. And then he just realized, like, I'm just fighting for a scene that just looks pretty. And there's no reason for the film to just explicitly announce that she's been dropped by the Bolshoi rather than her coming home and finding her mom on the ground and then being realized that there's no more money coming in for her mother. Another scene was Nate Nash going back to his U.S. apartment and it's bleak looking at his place. It's very sterile. It's very white. And he comes home and he's kind of mad and he pours himself a drink and he just is like huffing and puffing. And Francis talks about the fact that they really wanted to show how much he hated his life back in the U.S. and how sterile and bland and stark his world really was in the U.S. in contrast to everything that you saw in Eastern Europe, essentially. Oh, okay. The final one was the sub story that was going on with Anya at the Sparrow School. And you don't know this, but did you pick up on that Anya kind of disappeared? No, I guess not. She kills herself. Hold on. I, I knew like she's she, all of a sudden in, the, in one of the scenes, she's no longer in the chair. So I just assumed she didn't make the cut or like she's OK. Yeah. So they're out for a group run and they come across her body and she's hung herself in a tree. Oh, that's in a. Wow. Yeah. And so that got cut. And the scene after that was supposed to be. No, it is. So basically the order of events were. Uh, Anya basically gets forced on someone and then she like breaks. 
-hmm. And then she ultimately decides to kill herself. And then the next scene was supposed to be Jennifer Lawrence in the shower where she was supposed to get raped. And so that then fuels her fire as in like, I'm tired of putting up with this. And like, if you're going to treat women like this, like I'm the one who's going to turn around and like have the power. But there was so much going on with like their dynamic that Frances Lawrence was like, Jennifer Lawrence already, you see that softer side with her mother. Okay. Yeah. So that ultimately is the reason why that scene got cut. And the last is the director's commentary of the entire film. This film is two hours and 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I watched the film and then I watched one more hour with the director's commentary because I was very curious to know what he would have to say about it. And all I can say is he has nothing but kind words to talk about his entire crew, his set designers, the way that they went after costuming. And he loves working with a really great team. And he's the one who did majority of the Hunger Games. And he reused a lot of his cast and crew. And that's the other reason why that Jennifer Lawrence was so much more comfortable in her nudity scenes, because she essentially had grown up with them in a way. And I have to like give compliments on all the sets that they found and they reused and like all the tiny little details. Like he would, we would be in a scene and something would be going on and he would be like that tile there. We found this one piece of a tile. The set designer really liked it. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. And we wanted to re- recreate it. And But then when we put it all together, it created this weird effect. So then we toned it down. And he's just going on about like these tiny little details where all of a hmm. sudden I was like, I'm seeing the film through a completely different lens than if I was just sitting there and watching it by myself, which I did for the first time. But you're also trying to like grasp the story the first time, whereas the second time you're like, okay, where, where is the story leading me and not leading me to where the, like the twist and the trick is going to be? Yeah. Did you, I mean, we'll get into it when we were, when we discussed the film, but were you aware of like a lot, a lot of the little subtle? So I figured out that. I figure out one of the two things. I didn't figure out the mole. Okay. But I figured out that her uncle was going to be the one that showed up at the end. Okay. I knew that. Okay. I The way that she was planning things, the way that they were being taught specific things in Sparrow School, they were leaving too many breadcrumbs that were kind of being duplicated all towards him. That I was like, she is going to turn around and bite him in the ass. Okay. But the mole, no. Did you figure out the mole the first time? Uh, no, but I laughed watching it the second time. Spoilers if anyone watches this movie. And we'll get there when we talk about the scene. But when it's the three of them reviewing the tape of like the mole walking away, the posture of the man is smoking and the mole is in the back and he has the exact same posture and he's smoking. And it's like, how do you not realize that those two are the, the same? Yeah, people. It was very difficult. I think I felt very frustrated at the end of the film because, again, I didn't 
see everyone's names come up as subtitles and it was like who is who and who are you yeah calling? yes and so when I they didn't write any really names down well that was the thing so as soon as like they revealed the mole and he was in different clothing I was like who are you oh you didn't even realize it was that man exactly uh, oh wow okay I thought he was pretty distinct with his hair and his glasses but okay I think the detriment to myself is because of how heavy note taking I was doing. Oh. I wasn't looking up the entire time. So I've lost a lot of time spent looking at the gentleman, understanding who like facial recognition. So when he comes up again, I'm like, okay, but her uncle, I knew who he was and Nate Nash, obviously. I don't know. Like there's something about the women that were much more distinct than the men. I found that the men just kind of all looked or blended together. Very yeah. similar to each other. I do have some other facts from IMDb that I wanted to kind of talk about. The film is based on the 2013 novel by retired CIA operative Jason Matthews. Sparrow School is a real thing, and training for entrapment and blackmailing is what they primarily learn in Sparrow School. Unclear if that is happening in current times or if that happened during the Cold War. Yeah, that's where my like gray area is for that. You never know. One does not know. Jennifer Lawrence practiced a Russian accent and ballet for four months to prepare for the role. I found this quite interesting as well. The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, is never mentioned. It is believed Fox decided to drop any mention or reference to him to prevent any hackers who may protest. Yeah, and also, it's, I read somewhere that he was in the book, though? Originally? He's yeah. heavily mentioned yeah. in the book. And originally, when they got the script, so. The book is based in now times, and then they originally got the script and they were going to put in the Cold War. But then when it got passed on to Francis Lawrence, he said, no, we're going to keep it in current times and then leave it as that. I really liked that it was in current times, and I appreciated, again, we weren't relying on crazy amounts of technology to do stupid stuff and make it so mission impossible. Yeah, over the top. Yeah. Flashy. So I'm kind of quite happy with that. Do you have anything to add? No, you've hit a lot of the ones, the facts that I read about it that I found interesting. And I mean, you have a lot more insight after watching the bonus features and the director's commentary. Yeah, so I definitely wanted to watch the rest. And what happened was you were supposed to come pick up the DVD. So I stopped at a specific time and I was like, okay, I won't watch anymore. And then... I was watching something else and then all of a sudden the time passed. And I was like, oh, she never came to pick up the movie. I forgot. That's okay. It doesn't matter. And then I was like, oh, darn, I guess I could have watched it again. Sorry. No, it, it's, I'm not complaining. But I, I think I wanted to watch the first hour again anyways to see how everything was kind of set up because... When you get to the last hour of the film, so much of the first film is kind of forgotten because so much information is being thrown at you. Yes. I will say I messed up on my work schedule and I couldn't remember what time I was going to come over to pick up the DVD. I was like, I'm just going to drive home. And I just didn't text you. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, again, this is why I when I the first time I watched the film, I thought I could watch that again. 
I just didn't have the time. So I'm not surprised that you would want to rewatch the beginning half of the film or the first hour of the film. Yeah, I was curious about because I remember last week you had explained to me like when the big fall was going to happen. I was very curious to see when and what that would look like and how because part of it was I missed the entire ballet routine because I know you were telling me it's like it's going to happen near the end of it. I just held up the pillow the entire time and I had like the top two inches of the screen. <laughs> to watch it, the ballet. Yeah. yeah. And so this time I was like, okay, well, I actually want to see the ballet. Like I want to see what's going on. And the issue was I was cutting out the ballet and then I was like, wait a minute, I also have to watch this guy running around. And I was like, I wasn't told about this. It was like up, down, up, down, and then pause and then write some notes, put it back up. It was just um, pillow gymnastics going on. And this time I figured it would be easier to watch it. And it was easier to watch it. And the reason is you have Francis kind of talking over top. So the sounds of things. Yes, and it distracts away from what is actually going on because you're listening to what he's saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it was a bit more enjoyable and less scary to kind of handle what was happening. I think we can jump into the film. There's not really much else that I want to go over because I think this film has a lot to it that we can kind of discuss. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to be like, there's not much we can discuss here. So the story starts with two characters, Dominica and Nate. We don't really find out their names until much later on, but I just went back and fixed my notes. And you see that Dominica is caring for her mom. Clearly, like, there's stuff happening and it's all medical related and she's taking care of her and she has to leave her. And then we also meet Nate, who was he talking to someone on the phone? I can't remember. Not that it really matters. No, he was just walking. He was just walking in a park. It was dark outside and he was doing a drop. He passes something off to this other man that's walking towards him. Yeah. And we are in Russia, but no mention of what city we are in. I just they, I thought they said Mos Moscow. <gasps> Moscow. You are correct. Yeah. Oh, well, no, we start with. uh the ballet. They're at the. Well, no, we start with Nate, who's getting a code of some sort and he has to do a cryptoid. And then he's being told where he has to go. With the pencil. I thought that was really cool. And I thought, damn it, Nancy Drew, I want a puzzle like that. <laughs> OK. Do you remember that? Because it comes up twice. Yeah, because he does it the second time when he gets the. Yeah. Yes. That would have been really good in the silent spy. Have you played the silent spy? I did. I did. That was a, that's a really good one. Well, it's a long one. People either hate it or they like it. It's really long. I'm glad I have a cell phone now and I could take pictures of some of the things because there's no way I could take detailed notes on what different types of plaids look like. Yeah. That puzzle was very difficult. Yeah. And isn't that the security one where yeah. Yeah, and yeah, she'll, catch, time. Yeah, she'll yeah. catch you yeah. and what are you doing? Yep. Okay. So then we see Dominica going to the theater and she gets dressed and like she has this kind of glaring look from this other girl. See, there was these tiny little details that were happening that you're like, oh, this person who like clearly doesn't like her. She's going to come up later. She does, but not for long. Yeah. <laughs> she takes a photo with this guy and he puts her hand, his hand on her back and presses his thumb in. And it was like that spy code. 
No. Well, you really uh, just thought I, right off the get go. <laughs> she's in it. She's an agent. She's on. She's on. She's on the clock. She's working. She's working. She's already. She's already involved in something. He's giving her a drop. He's some sort of gangster. We find out later on. I then also have a note. Spy guy is in the metro. Nate. I didn't have his name. Oh, Kept okay. calling him Spy Guy. Okay. Like, I don't know who's who this guy is yet. She begins the show. There's a so like the ballet happens. They're all dancing. And it's kind of in between with Nate's journey of doing this drop. Yeah. And Nate makes the drop, but then there's this car that's following the mole. And he then worries that the mole is going to get captured by the vehicle and makes the executive decision to shoot his gun. Yeah, the um, I mean, it's mentioned later on, but they think it was a drug deal was like there's cops or whoever it would have been officers and they thought it was a drug deal. So he panics and it's like, I can't let the mole's name is Marbles. I can't let Marbles get caught. So he shoots off his gun. To as a distraction or to pull the attention towards himself, not the man who's walking away. Yeah, because then he ends up in a chase yeah. and then it's intertwined with her dancing. So she's like running around on the dance floor. That's a terrible way to describe ballet. She is <laughs> doing the performance. I, I can't there remember. I don't remember what it was. She's dancing on stage. Yeah, she is dancing and then her partner also joins. So then the two of them are dancing ballet. And he says then, like, don't shoot, I'm American, something like that. So then he ends up being protected for some reason. And she falls and she breaks her foot, question mark, leg, question mark, because I didn't see what she broke until the second time around. Okay. It's her leg that she broke because um, her shin went funny. Yes. Uh, which I found out that they modeled that break after someone who did something similar, not in ballet, but similar fall in the Olympics. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Gross. Like, actually <laughs> gross. Three months later, and we find out that she's not in the ballet anymore because of her injury. And she's kind of got this cane, but then she loses it pretty quick. Her uncle comes for a visit. He wants to help her and he leaves an envelope for her. This part I don't quite understand why he left that for her. He he's, he says he says something about oh him jumping on your leg and she says no it was an accident and then he leaves photos being like oh was it an accident and it's photos of the, the, the side-eye girl at the beginning of the film. Well, yeah. And then the da- her dance partner who ultimately broke her leg. And it's the two of them, I don't know, in, in some sort of relationship. Um, so it's just showing that it wasn't an accident. You should go talk to them. You should go see them. To which she does and doesn't have words for them. <laughs> just has her cane. Yeah, because like there is also a voice recording that happens or oh, yeah. like that yeah. is revealed that's like, it's, yeah, meet me here. Or she's going to. Yeah. And so when she goes to the theater, she sees that the dancer is like said, like, meet me here or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she finds them in the locker room and she's clearly upset by what she's seen because 
what those images presented was actually true. Yes. I then was like, did she really just kill them? I I couldn't believe it because she saw the blood on her hands and then she turned them down and then she looked at them again and was like, oh, the blood's gone. It's just, it's all in her head. She was just angry. Like she's on crazy drugs for the pain of her leg. But then that also doesn't make sense because it's like three months later. Yeah. The other thing we missed was the meeting um, among the three men, the three Russian men um, about the the drop of um, the footage of Nate and Marbles making the exchange. I know we talked about it earlier, but it's already happened. Oh, okay. Let's get past it. Just, just put in there that we have um, Dominica's um, uncle, uncle and then two, uh, three other guys, two other guys, some like head of their department and then another supervisory position man who they're looking over the footage being like, it's American agent. This is what's happened. They thought it was a drug deal. It wasn't. This is the footage we have of whoever this mole is or this informant is, but you can't see it because the man's smoking. And like I said earlier, we know now who the informant or who the mole is. And it's the man in the room who's smoking in very similar posture to what we're seeing on the footage. Did you recognize it right away this time? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh I was okay. like, I was like, huh. I literally wrote that down. I was like, hmm, funny. <laughs> like my note just is like, okay, gotcha. That's, how did how does someone not notice that the first time around? I think I didn't make any notes about that because it was just so complicated. It was like, how do I make notes about people I don't know their names of? And like, well, how do I describe that? And that sucks too, because like that is a critical piece of information that I've left out. I just wrote bad guys question mark oh. looking at footage. And then I said, <laughs> man with blurry face smoking as a man who is smoking talks about smoking man. <laughs> So Dominica goes home and finds out that the theater is not covering any of the costs anymore of their living, which have already been mentioned way previously. And she decides now to go see her uncle uh, and he's assigning her to get close with Dimitri. He says, yes, I'll help you, but you have to help me in return. Yeah. And so Dimitri is the gang guy who put a thumb on her back where I was like, oh, spy talk. But that was not the case. I also have a note about this scene that they shot outside the building when she's talking to him. Mm-hmm. They only had 30 minutes to shoot those scenes because if the sun was going to come up, it hits the uh, concrete Glass. wall. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden it like overlights them and they get blown out. So they had 30 minutes to basically get all of this done and they obviously did. And it was near the end of production. Hmm. So everyone's kind of like, okay, like we, we need to get a roll on getting yeah. all of this done. I have to really compliment that specific scenes really played into the activities that were going on. This building that they found Predominantly, they filmed in Budapest, but then they also like filmed in and out of um, the hub of Budapest. But this one is a brutalist building, which is typical Soviet Union architecture. Mm -hmm. And I really like that they lent into specific design elements that were like the KGB-esque when it was those moments. And then kind of the ballet open hardness and like same thing with like the Sparrow School of Symmetry being very important and 
colorful and like warm, mm-hmm. whereas a Soviet Union obviously is quite the opposite. He instructs her that she has to meet him at the hotel and swap phones. He snoops out knowing she's there for something from him. Like he knows it right away. Yes. And he she invites him up to her room and he kind of teases that. Well, it's not tease, but it's like one of those movie things where the guy puts the phone down and then they zoom in and you're like, oh, that's what she needs to do. Yeah, she needs to swap phones. Yeah. He forces himself onto her. He rapes her. But then someone comes in and kills this man almost instantly. On top of her. And she's got blood, his blood on top of her. And she's just in shock. Yeah. And this is now kind of where things really start get crazy for her life. Mm -hmm. Because she gets pulled into... A room with her uncle and he basically tells her that we're sending you away because if I don't send you away you're going to be killed and that's like basically the ultimatum so she decides well I have no choice mm-hmm. and she arrives at Sparrow School and this was filmed in the middle of winter in Budapest and it is Castle Degg hmm. that was revealed and it previously was an orphanage. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Should also mention that while all of this is happening, Nate Nash also got taken off the yeah, case. He's, he's suspended. And he's been kicked out of basically Budapest. And they hire someone else to be in contact with Marvel. And I can't remember if it's been mentioned in the movie at any point, but they contact him. And say that Marple's refusing to work with anyone else besides Nate. And Nate's like, well, duh, because I've been working with him for three years. Then it's just her training at school really is what the next little bit is. I really like some of the elements that happened in the training school. Like when she arrives and she's told that you have to remain anonymous. Can't share your name. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought like that was going to play in a bit more of people coming in and like recognizing her Mm -hmm. because she's supposedly a famous ballet dancer and Russia takes ballet very seriously. Yeah. No one one does. No one really says anything. No, except for when she decides later on to use her real name. Yeah. master of the sparrow school kind of insinuated that she wasn't going to last long because ma- predominantly people came from military yeah she's like we don't normally take your type and also if you don't graduate then we just kill you yeah and so putting more fear into dominica yeah. i was gonna say jennifer i mean they're the same people but they're not i mean katya yeah oh yeah katya this time and then This is where she kind of gets shown what's really going to happen in the school because she gets called to the front of the class and the teacher asks them to like remove their clothing. She refuses and then she kind of gets made fun of by the teacher and kind of just told that you can't say no and you have to basically obey everything that we say. Yeah, you're the you're the property of the state now. Yeah. Forget your pride and what you have previously learned. 
And then another ha- a class happens where you have to push past whatever is happening and treat everything like flesh. And that has to do with Anya's scene. And then we find out that Nate comes back and he recognizes that he's being tailed and that the contact again isn't talking, but he's trying to get in contact with Nate, perhaps. But mm-hmm. like there, there's things that are happening that shouldn't be happening. We then see Katya get attacked in the bathroom, but she fights back. And then it's confirmed that Russians are actually watching Nate. There's a meeting that happens. Yeah, my note just says Russian agents talk about American agent. Yeah. I don't know what they talked about. That's the only note I took. Yeah. So there's a meeting that happens with the Russian agents and they decide the uncle proposes giving Nate a new distraction distraction and i think that's when the decision has been made that we're gonna pull dominica out of the program early and she's gonna be she's going to be the distraction but they haven't learned what has actually been happening in school because this is all happening at a separate moment in time okay katia gets in trouble for pushing back against her attacker and the class begins and she basically reveals that the only reason why the guy attacked her was for power, power. And she claimed that power back by removing and not enabling him to have that over her. Yeah. That's about the first hour of the film. Mm-hmm. And it went by really fast. I know. I agree. She gets sent to Moscow early and everyone is kind of shocked that this is happening because... You either get killed or you graduate. And the fact that she's being sent, everyone is not concerned, but are curious as to what's going to be happening. Yeah. And the master, the the woman running the school is like, I don't know. You're not ready for this, but someone thinks you are. Yeah. So bye. So her uncle reveals to her that there is a mole in the intelligence sector and she's been assigned to get close to Nate and find the name of the mole. She goes to Budapest where he has been assigned because he can't technically go into Russia because if he goes to Russia, then he knows that they're going to basically hold him. They'll arrest him as soon as he lands. Yep. We meet her roommate, mm-hmm. who is a previous sparrow, sparrow, yeah, or she graduated from the program, yeah, and warns her about the boss, the, the chief guy. I don't know what his name was. Yeah, I don't know his name, but I just wrote down boss chief. man. Yeah, oh, I wrote boss man, and she starts her her assignment right away by yeah. following him, observing him. Yeah, and she finds out that he likes blondes and he likes to go swimming. Mm-hmm. So she dyes her hair blonde. I loved the way that the scene was framed of her roommate dyeing her hair in the mirror. In the mirror. That's, I like that you point that out because um, the person I watched it with was like, that was a really tense scene the way that that was shot in the mirror and i was like i didn't even realize until you pointed it out so you're someone else noticed what you're talking about i i really enjoyed it and so she starts going to the pool and he waits for her outside this time and he calls her out well he's 
Is he? No, he's there. Sorry. It's the next time he's not there. Better. Yeah. He calls her yeah. out for the day before and he said, you're blonde like, yeah. and he says something in Russian and like, basically, I know you're a spy. So he, yeah. Get God. <laughs> they're kind of like playing tricks on each other and she's kind of fooling him of like, oh, you got me. But did you like, yeah. am I telling you information that I'm a bad spy or am I just actually a bad spy? Yeah. So he asks her out and she declines. And then the next day he's not there. However, ID goes missing. And this is where Nate finds out that she is a ballerina dancer. She gave two names. So she or her ID or the photocopy of her ID was Dominica. It was Dominica because she signed up for the place, not in her spy uh, name. Her alias or whatever. Which I don't remember what her alias. It's not Katya. It's Katarina. There we go. Good good job. I didn't even write that down. Yeah. And then uh she when she shows up the pool and he's not there, she's shocked um and realizes I need to find a different way of meeting with him. So she asks um to get tickets or to get invited to a American embassy event, which she knows he will be yeah, at because true. he's American CIA. Yeah. And she sees that her roommate is at the event as well and is in cahoots with someone that we deal with later on. Because I didn't watch this film twice all the way through, that storyline was confusing to you? A bit confusing okay. to me. I I could understand that. Because yeah. there was, again, a lot of information that comes up and it was like, okay, obviously, like, you're going to... And I've, names were not clear. Yeah. I found names, even watching it a second time, I was like, like I understand what's going to happen, who gets screwed over, who screws over who, but the, 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 the names being used when you talk about them, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's unfortunate. I think that's like the one detriment to this film was... The lack of identification. Well, and it was also hard to understand what... So her roommate is flirting with this woman who is... She's someone important. She, she's someone important. I'm trying to remember what she, who she is. But she's an American. And she's an advisor to someone or something. Um, so she knows politically, I don't know, something that's going on. And... They probably gave her a title or they they said who she was. And I was like, that means nothing to me. It wasn't until later on when you see the, the exchange of money that she she's able to pass off um, information to get paid off or whatever. That you're like, oh, she's like she has knowledge somehow. She just wants to get money, though. So but. Them saying her name, I was like, I don't know what her roommate's doing. Her roommate's doing something, though. Maybe this is her mission? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we, she, because they can't reveal to each other what their missions are, you don't get to find out, like, oh, I'm on this case. I'm doing this report. Like, it has, you just, you don't know. Yeah. The other important thing that happens at this event is Nate finds her and he reveals, I know who you are. And I think at this point, he's kind of like, ha ha ha, I've got the upper hand. And whereas she's just like, you're kind of falling into the trap that I've just set up. Yeah. Dominica goes home. They make plans, though. He says, oh, that's right. I'll, I'll meet you at so and so for dinner at eight. And she's like, 
Okay. Yeah. Sounds she good. says yes. And Dominica goes home early to look through her roommate's room. Yeah. Finds photos and notes. And I have in brackets, I have no idea what any of this means. I just know it's important. That's it. Okay. So I know it's like a transfer of money. There's a giant setup that's going to happen. And she basically screws over her roommate. But I, again, was just like very lost. Yeah. Um, I think the roommate was using this woman as an out. Like she didn't want to be a part of whatever is going on anymore, but she was also setting her up. So it just had photos. So blackmail photos of her with this woman who we saw at that party, the embassy party. And then it says $250,000. And then it gives like a name or a location or something. Um, And that's all we know. So from there, Dominica's like, okay, this is, I guess our mission is to get this. They're like, they're just little discs that had data or information Mm -hmm. or foot. I had no idea what, what was on them. No, um, but inf- essentially this woman was going, had information and she was going to hand it over if she was going to get paid. So I was like, Nico's like, sweet, going to make that work for me somehow. When does the roommate find out about that? Not for a little bit, right? Not for a little bit, probably about 15 minutes later in film time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she does, the roommate's pissed. Yes. Obviously. And... Dominic's like, I'm going to give you all the credit for, for like whatever happens, like you're going to get the credit. I just, this will benefit me somehow. And I, I, I need this. And the roommate's like, kind of like, fuck you. Yeah. I told you to stay out of my stuff. So the roommates, oh. Because um, the roommate comes home and ends up giving her something and she follows her boss to the strip club because she needs more time for a report. And this is kind of when that reveal happens of, I need more time and I've got the money and I'll have this for you. So she she pissed off the chief. Yeah. And that's what the roommate says is like you like I try to warn you about him and basically you, you your assignments cut short. You only have a couple more days to complete what you're here to do because she got a poor review from this this man. So the roommate is like, well this is where he like you can do whatever. So she goes and Essentially, they're at a, they're at like a strip joint and she kind of pushes him over the edge. So he punches her and she's like, okay, cool. There's a camera there. I'm going to charge you for assault if you don't give me a, a better review mm-hmm. than the way, the one that you gave me. Sorry. Like, yeah. yeah. But then she has a black eye or her eyes busted because she got hit in the face. So she uses that to her advantage. Now she was supposed to see Nate at this time. She stood him up or doesn't go and see Nate because she's trying to get more time to be on this case. Um, So she gets hit. Nate leaves the whatever restaurant he was at and she, she goes to his house and she fake like pretends to cry and like comes in all so- like a sob story and be like, this is what happened. I'm like, like, help me. But before that, he was to be sent to Vienna before yeah. he was about to like go out the door. She rings her his buzzer. And yeah, and he gets a my mind says he just got a spy message and it says <laughs> Vienna or whatever. Yeah, they have minimal dialogue or not much talking. They kiss and then he asks her to leave and she does like that's really. Yeah, because they, they interrogate each other 
but then he ends up rejecting her and yeah he's not at the pool or the even at day. home yeah because she breaks into his place and she, she takes his glass, glass yeah is like the next thing and i was like okay we're we're setting someone up and we then meet her uncle at Shows up, yeah. her place she propositions her uncle for a different exchange and I kind of like I have in brackets I missed and understand what this exchange was being but I'm understanding now it's probably to do with the roommate because now the roommate is mad yes and I have I guess she stole her mark question mark she asks does she ask for $250,000 from him yes and then the room is like how the fuck do you know that we need 200 like I need $250,000 exactly yeah. Um, so the roommate's pissed. The uncle says no. I believe so. He says no. And he says, I'm on my way to Vienna. And she's like, okay, cool. Bye. And she goes to Vienna. Mm -hmm. And the roommate goes at this time, the roommate goes to the chief to sell out um, Dominica. Yes. And all we know is Vienna, in Vienna, she sets up a bank account, but that's all we know. We don't know anything else. There's the assumption that the 250000 is going to be put there. But other than that, she then is back home. Um, big thing to miss, though, are when the roommate gets mad at her for snooping through her things. Um, Dominica gives up information like, I wasn't supposed to be here. This is not what I want to do. Um, I just happened to be there when so-and-so like got killed. So this is like that time when that man was raping her and then gets strangled and she gets put into Sparrow School. So she gives up the fact that she knows how this gangster, or whatever you put it, um, is dead. And she wasn't supposed to tell anyone about this. Mm -hmm. No one's supposed to know. So when she comes home from her trip, main thing to notice is there's no dog barking. Every time she walks into her apartment, a dog is barking. And they show that scene twice of her going into her apartment, dogs barking. There's no dog barking. And she's like, oh, shit, something's not right. So she goes to um, Marta, Marta's which room. is her roommate, and she sees that she's dead. And this is a warning. You're not supposed to, like, keep your mouth shut. Essentially, you gave up information. She started to talk. Now she's dead. Yeah. So follow your mission. Follow your plan. That's it. Then we go to Nate, who's now had contact with Marble, and he's all excited because he feels as though, like, he's still being trusted. And he gave Marble um, confirmation that she is a sparrow. Yeah, Dom Dominique is a sparrow. Yeah. Nate finds her, and she kind of explains him why, how she was a sparrow. And I think it's... Now we're starting to see that she has no reason not to trust him because after everything that was happening around her on the Russian side of things, it then makes sense. Well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if I start leaking to the American side? Yeah. I'm going to end up killed regardless who I start talking to. There's that talks about being a spy for him and spy on her uncle. So, okay. So anyways. One thing we do need to note is she finds her roommate. The the guy who killed her obviously was like, keep your mouth shut. Now go call 911. So she calls 911 and ends up in the police station. The police interrogate her. And she's like, 
I don't fucking know what's going on. I'm like trying to lie, obviously. Um, and then uh, the American agent picks her up and takes her home from the police station. And then this is when they talk about how and why she's a sparrow. Um, and then asks her, yeah, to be a spy or to like help the Americans. Yeah. He tells her to go to work and continue like normal. So she's doing that. And then she has to be polygraphed by the CIA in order to obviously get clearance. Mm -hmm. She passes. And then she tells them that she wants money and tells them about London, about this big thing that's going down, that she basically needs to clean up Marta's side of all of the case. I think that's kind but of... she only asked for 300000 yeah, sorry. 250 No, she, she asked for $30,000. Oh, she didn't. Oh, that's right, because... And she asked this for herself. She says, I only need $30,000 $30, for me to do this. But then she says... But $250 for this drop for this woman to get the information for you. So they arrive in London and bad boss man shows up and yep, they're chief. kind of panicking because he's not supposed to be there. So yeah. she's she really casual. She's like, she says, don't ruin this for me. Take this card. Go to the room. I'm like, I have a deal going on. So she was like, OK, sounds good. And the Americans are the CIA's are like, what is going on? But she seems to be not flustered about what's happening. Yeah. Um, the woman shows up to make the deal. They go upstairs and she goes to authenticate all the information and she's swapping out the discs behind the back. And basically she's swapping out the discs to so, then give the bad discs to the Russian side, but then the real discs then go to the CIA. Yes. She successfully manages to do that. Um, she asked the woman to stay in the room, wait an hour before she leaves. The woman does not. She's in the car with the chief. They're on their way somewhere. Um, and the woman gets excited, has the money, walks out of the building, realizes people are watching me. People are following me. And she steps into the middle of the street and gets hit by a vehicle. And then boss man gets a phone call Saying. that... We need to go back to headquarters, essentially. Yeah, so he goes, oh, um, well, he lies to mm -hmm. Dominique and says, oh, they're so excited. We're going to head to Heathrow. We're going to go back to congratulate you. She knows that there's something wrong, but she goes with it or just, just allows it to happen um, because obviously they know the tapes aren't, aren't real and that someone... They don't necessarily Someone was a leak, essentially. Yeah, they don't know that it's Dominica. Yeah. But. And Nate and her make eye contact because Nate then finds out that they're taking her to the airport. Yeah. And he he's like, okay, hey, that's the last time I can do anything to save her. I'm gonna pause. So sorry. Go watch the movie. It's really confusing to keep up. I'm trying to <laughs> keep up with what we're saying and I and I know cuz I'm playing the scenes out of my mind, but I think like that part, that whole drop off part is like the most confusing part of this entire film. Everything else I was like, I can string this all together. And when I was thinking back to us talking about this, I was like, yeah, this isn't that complicated. And then as I looked at my notes, I'm like, hang on, this is actually a bit more complicated yeah. than I thought it was because I forgot about about all of this anyways that part is basically over because it's really straightforward from here yeah she gets tortured 
Yeah. She goes back and they're like, you were, you were the leak. You were working for the other side. And she's, she keeps saying no, 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 no. And I guess they also tortured the boss man, boss man, boss man, or I called him chief. Um, and they show a video clip of them killing him. Cause he says like, no, it wasn't me. And obviously it wasn't him. Um, so they show the clip of him being killed and they do the exact same thing to her. And they set her up to be shot and she does not get shot. Yeah. Well, she gets shot at, but there's no bullet in there. I really liked that when her uncle came in and I don't have this written down, but I thought it was very neat in the way that things were then being played out because he says something to her at the beginning and then she basically feeds those words back yes, to him yes and i was like it's a good conversation this one. Oh, this is very important and this is clearly going in the direction that i definitely knew it was going to be going in yeah and then she also like he calls her out and says it was you and she basically goes yeah but how else was i going to get their trust so now the americans trust me you can use me however you want yeah and he goes okay and so she gets sent back and yep. when she goes back she goes and visits her uncle yep and she kisses him because her mother, someone said somewhere along the way, I don't like the way he looks at you. So she's just using her sparrow training and is trying to manipulate her uncle now at this point to gain his trust. Um, she visits Nate and asks her $250,000. She says 30000 is not enough anymore. If you want me to continue to help, help you, I need to be relocated. Me, myself and my mother need to be relocated to America and I need $250,000 to settle in. And they're like, okay, we'll figure it out. She wakes up looking for Nate. Yeah, so she sleeps over, wakes up, Nate's gone. He's being choked out by the man who, who does, like, saved all the, her. He, yeah. yeah, he's the man. He's the man of the night. The man that does all the killing. So the man that murdered that first guy when he was raping her. The man that killed her roommate. Marta, yeah. Yeah. Like, so the guy that tortures. She goes along with it and she zap straps him to the chair. They are now torturing him together and she's able to attack and kill him, saving Nate in the end. However, this part really got me and it has to do with the skin graphing machine and the way that it scrapes the skin. And I just was like, Oh my God, I know this is fake, but that is just terrible. And like his screams, I just was like, this is not, this is just my worst nightmare. I, and I texted Violet being like, oh my God, why did you make us watch this film? I forgot this scene existed. I, my note just says, I did not watch this gruesome scene. And it says, but all right then, because we moved on to the right next thing. That's that's what I wrote. <laughs> I also watch with a pillow in front of my face oh, when like, it comes oh, I to I had my notebook. Oh, you had your notebook? No, I had a pillow. And so like I'm only watching the top two inches of the scene. So I'm hearing what's happening and just basically waiting. They're, they're peeling skin off of him. Then eventually she grabs a knife and she stabs the man and the man fights back and then... The three of them are fighting. He's still kind of like he's not fully strapped to the chair anymore because she's kind of free and there's just blood everywhere. And she's like holding her stomach together and they kill him. And he says, go call 911 or like go call so and so. Yeah. 
and they wake up in a hospital and she's obviously been fixed up and she walks out to the main area and she's talking to a guy now okay so i'm gonna pause you because i know why you're saying a guy this scene is really good if you knew what was going on so jaylene didn't realize the man that she was talking to is actually one of the russian agents who is the mole but you don't the scene is beautifully laid out because you don't know if she's because she just wakes up in the hospital. You don't know if she's with the Americans and you don't know if she's with the Russians. You have no idea. So we go to that scene and the person I'm watching was like, oh no, this isn't good for her because it's the Russian man. So you think, oh shit, like she's with the Russians now. I have to also add to, it's really great misleading because of the architecture of where they They are. are. Yeah. Their environment is suggesting else. Yes. So he has a conversation with her and she she's not letting on where where she is or what side she's with and she doesn't look surprised to see him there either and then he goes i'm the mole and you're like oh okay and then you see nate and you're like oh okay so he's marbles and it all plays out and yeah he says he kind of um compliments her for her work essentially like everything that you've done it's been very impressive you're you're far better better than your uncle. You're far better than anyone else here. And he also explains why he's a mole. Yes. And I really appreciated why he decided to become a mole. Mm-hmm. And he then, was doing it for the good of the people that he truly believed in rather than falling for the state. And he goes, if you want to reveal it, you can at this point. Like, so be it. And he's he's fully prepared to die. You see a scene of him putting on his like favorite music, having a, a cigar, having his favorite drink. And then you get to the scene where the mole is being revealed. And it is someone wearing a black bag over their head. And Nate, it's a meetup between the Russians and the Americans. And Nate is supposed to say yes or no if that's the mole. And he's pissed at her for revealing like, you don't know what you're giving up. You don't know what you're doing, all this stuff. And she's like, it's kind of like, well, it's the name of the game. And then they reveal who it, what, who it is. And it's her uncle. And her uncle's like, this is all wrong. Like, you're, you're, you're killing me. Like, this is going to kill me. And she's like, well, what do you think you're doing to me? If I don't get out of this um, and Nate hesitates and they're like, is that him? And Nate goes, well, yeah, it is. And this surprise or shock that is going on. And she set up her uncle is where it all gets revealed. So the bank account that she opened um, in Vienna, the same time that he was in Vienna, she deposited it's under his name. She deposited deposited money from the Americans into that account. So it looks like he's getting paid off. Um, she took the, co- the coffee, the um, glassware. The, yeah. The glass, the cup from Nate's house and planted it in her uncle's house when she went and visited. So it has his like fingerprint and tracing in his house. So it looks like it's clearly she's got the mole and it's her uncle. Her uncle ultimately does get shot and killed. And then she goes back to Russia and gets congratulated on her work. And then she goes home and she gets a phone call and a piece of music is playing on the other side of the line. And it's um, it's Nate. It's Nate on the other side of the line, but he's playing a song that they had talked about. 
Yeah, because she had discussed what her favorite song to dance to, to was, yeah. and he looked it up for her. But also, when she's being congratulated to you, we see then the true mole sitting there. Yeah, and Marbles is well and alive, and he's just kind of like... Yeah, he's not like the slightest like smile of like, I'm Acknowledgement, very yeah. proud yeah. of the decision that you had decided to make. Yeah. And that's how the film ends. Yeah. And I wanted to rewatch it almost in, not this time, but like the first time I had watched yeah, it, I was like, I definitely oh, cool. I, <laughs> I asked my boyfriend, I was like, I need someone to talk to about this film because there was just so much happened and I just don't know what happened. He's like, well, I, I watched it. So what about, I was like, he was the mole. And he's like, yeah, he was the mole. And I was like, oh, you're screwing with me. You've never seen this movie. He's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and it was really hard too, because I was out with people and you know, when you're just like, I need you to You just talk want to talk about it. Yeah. To someone, someone about this. Yeah. But I, I can't talk to anyone about this because no one knows, like this film's not relevant anymore. And I'm going to have to explain this entire movie. So I was like really looking forward to sitting down sitting and talking, down and talking about yeah. this because again, I got lost and confused. I did have to look up specific things on Wikipedia to kind of iron out some details where I was like, oh, okay, I missed that. Oh, okay. That went over my head. We can jump into ratings. What is your story rating? Four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah. Okay. Mine is a three. Okay. I got lost. I got confused. I saw the uncle being set up a mile away. Okay. I didn't see the mole. But I think, again, first impressions as a story, it's good, but I just, it's very hard when you watch something and half of it, you're like, what the hell is going on? I like that. I find most movies too easy. I want to be confused. But then I, it's hard too because I'm just like looking at that three. I'm like, okay, that's really low. And it is a really good movie. Would I appreciate it a second time? Probably. And I think that's maybe why you're enjoying it a bit more than me. Yeah. Music. Give it a three and a half out of five. It was pretty, but nothing was like, I'm going to sit down and listen to that soundtrack. Okay, so I gave it a three out of five. And I have been listening to the soundtrack because I've been stretching for 15 minutes and I've been trying to find music, orchestral yeah. score music. Yeah. It's not as great as I had hoped it yeah. would be to stretch to. And I'm not attracted You're to not it. excited so my, about it. Yeah. My three is very um, yeah. good for it. Scenes and locations. Four to five. Four to five. Stunning. Beautiful. Where they chose to film, the colors, the costuming. Well thought out. Oh my gosh. Like, and like, you can clearly tell like what side is talking. Like it, it's, it's just beautiful. Even you're saying about like the tie, like obviously very small details were considered when making this film. Yeah. And they did a lot of scouting to find specific architecture and Budapest is a great city for that. I've never been, but I definitely know it's influenced by East architecture. I mean, anything East of Berlin basically was Soviet architecture is mm -hmm. what I'm going to say. So you've got Bauhaus, you've got uh, brutalism. It's that specific era that is Cold War. Yeah. 
overall score? Oh, uh, 7.67. I'm 6.66. You're right on. I think it's 6.6. It's 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. So I'm agreeance with everyone else, it seems. And I'm not surprised I'm higher. I enjoy this movie, so. I would recommend it to people. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to people who have had traumatic instances in their past. Do we keep this film in the collection? I say yes, because I like it and it's no longer on Netflix, so. I'm okay with keeping this film. I think it's uh, something to round out the collection of 13 films we've decided to keep, I think. I think we're at like 13. I think we're like half. Nice. If know. we could cut this collection in half, I'd be impressed. I looked it up. I was like, how many have we said yes to? And it's right down the middle so far. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I would recommend it to someone. That is kind of like my final peace offering with this film. I will watch it again in the future. I don't know when, but I will watch it again. I might watch the rest of the audio commentary at some point. Nice. That's probably the biggest reason why I would choose to keep this film is to do the commentary. Okay. We get to pick our next film because... Not we, but we get to randomly randomly select it. Randomly select it. It's time to not get to pick our own film this week. I get to do that in 29 more weeks. Yes. Okay, are you ready? Because I'm going. Yeah, sounds good. Ooh, this is a good one. Is it something fun? It's very fun. Okay, I'm okay. interested. Are you ready? <laughs> Bring it on. Nice. I know. I'm excited. Oh, that's a good one. It's a really good one. We got, we've got good <laughs> stories about that one, actually. I remember going to the movie theater for this. We, we will have good stories to talk about this specific film. There's a lot of our, I'd say, childhood history stories specifically around this film that I can think about. It's a good film. I Well, I don't know. Is it a good film? We'll find out next week. But no. How well has it aged is the and biggest question. And as a child, when I first watched it, I was like, huh. <laughs> and then as a, as a teen, I was like, cool. <laughs> Great movie, but I'm excited. Cool. If you would like to join us next week by watching Bring It On, maybe you can find it on streaming platforms. I have no idea where it's available, but if you have it kicking around from that ancient DVD collection that you're holding on to, like we seem to be, you are more than welcome to pull that off that shelf and throw it in a DVD player, Xbox or PlayStation, whichever device that you choose to watch it in, and join us next week as we talk about Bring It On. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. Have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.